1: Welcome to Rule the World, the and power of storytelling. Storytelling is what connects us as humans, and for brands it is no different. A well-told story can effectively position your brand in the minds and hearts of your audience and can convert thoughts and feelings into results and revenue. On this show, we dive into the unique and recurring principles of world class storytellers from every walk of life to help you level up your storytelling skills and knowledge to drive real, measurable results for you and your organisation. Here's your host, Paul Furlong.
2: Well, hello and welcome to Rule the World the Art and Power of Storytelling. My name is Paul Furlong, Creative Director at Opus Media. Today's guest is Robin Ridgely, Managing Director of Corovo Limited, a brand, culture, and communications consultancy based in the Northwest. Robin's passion is brand culture within organizations and his philosophy is engaged, positive, happy people make workplaces better for everybody. He believes that internal communication and brand culture should be placed at the heart of the organisation and that utilising organisational storytelling is the key to embedding loyalty and trust between colleagues, which ultimately leads to a great service for customers. So hi Robin, thanks for joining us today. Hi Paul, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Are you okay? I'm very well. Excellent. So why don't we start with you telling me a little bit about you uh, and what it is that you spend your time doing?
3: Well, um, it's quite a funny story, really. I uh, kind of stumbled into what I do today from all of my experiences and all the kind of places I've worked. And I think that's probably something that's really important about what I believe makes organisational storytelling and the way we tell stories within organisations really important. I think for me, um, my kind of first kind of feel for this was when I worked for um, Telewest, now Virgin Media. And um, I was a bit of a, a young lad out of college. I'd done communications at uh, A level, and I just wanted to earn some money. So I was really fortunate to, to land a job with Telewest about opening some retail stores that they were going to do in Preston. One of them was in Preston, where I live. And unfortunately, that never happened, and um, due to a number of factors. But one of the things that that I was really passionate about was was actually trying to help that organisation achieve some of its objectives they had a promotional vehicle an eighty pound promotional vehicle sat in the car park and it didn't wasn't doing anything so a mate of mine who became actually became my best man at my wedding we put a proposal together to take that out on the road and tell the story of why people were wanted to engage and take up cable tv and 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 phone and it was really weird because part of that was me getting dressed up as a uh, a character that they had at the time called Cable Cat. Um, And it was a really, really interesting kind of story for me because what it actually did was it gave me the ability to actually develop a a kind of a way of of actually putting across the message. Um, And we took this, took this van all over the Northwest and it, it actually, what was, what was really, really important was, was the people that actually gave the trust to me to do this really wanted to change the way the story was. And that, that was my kind of first, first dip into that. And unfortunately that gave me the opportunity to go and work um, on a really, some really amazing projects. So um, creating the first broadband, broadband internet service in the UK um working on the disney channel which was which was fascinating um, there is a story there around the disney channel one of the one of the funny stories i suppose when you when you when you think you're getting getting everything right and the story's going well um, let, to be let down by the technology that was one of the, that was one of the things that happened there so we actually did all the marketing did all the story got loads of people engaged and really up for it and then the day that it launched we we got a black screen and and that that for me again some of the some of the things within the way that you do this some of the things are outside of your control and that's one of the things that I learned quite a lot uh, early on is some of those things are outside your control but you try and make sure that you're in control of of the story I suppose and that led me fortunately I suppose into social housing so I stumbled into social housing because I'd actually worked in contact centres and and I actually developed two contact centres for two different housing associations. And what that actually showed me is, is that the public sector is a is a rich area for stories. And it's a rich place where both the private sector and the public sector could learn lots from each other. And um, because I'm absolutely believe that a great story connects people. It causes them to feel something. It causes them to think something and then hopefully do something. And within that within that environment, um, it was massively important because when you're talking to somebody on the phone, it's like you're telling the story of who you are as an organization. So I was very fortunate to do that. And then I actually ended up at Community Gateway Association based here in Preston. And the journey there was around something called Purple People, which is something that, that we, can, we can talk about and developed and, 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 and actually is why I'm doing what I'm doing today because it was about creating a brand culture through organisational storytelling. So can you
2: explain then, you, you, you touched on it there, that a good story will make people feel, think and do. Can you explain in a bit more detail about why story is so important when it comes to organisations and their, their storytelling and their brand?
3: yeah i think i think the main thing for me is if you look at any organization in any sector that is successful they normally normally have a great story to tell it's something that people connect with and it's something that they have in common i think the big thing for me is they have it's having that that kind of consistency and actually you know people actually feel something if there's a good story you know you are actually when you buy something normally it's because one or two things you're actually interested in the product because it's something that you need, or something's actually ignited a spark inside you to actually say, Do you know what, a really, you know, Apple's a prime example. There's love there's people that love the Apple and there people that hate Apple. The people that love Apple will tell you it's because of who Apple are. You know, same with same with Virgin. Virgin was a was a prime example for me about um, how this how that can happen. Richard Branson took over Telly West and he actually said to everybody who, who actually was gonna be involved, you need, to be, you need to feel part of who we are as an organization. You need to feel our story. You need to actually embed that within yourself so that you can actually demonstrate that through what the service that you provide. So it is that connection. It's a massive connection between who you are as an organization, the products or the services that you sell, and then the story that you actually put out there and so you talk about the
2: fact that there are kind of three main elements to telling a good story what would they be
3: I think for me it's always been about having a great vision a great mission and, and the values of the organization that is a massive starting point for, 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 for what I do Um it's the thing that you can actually get under the skin of an organisation and I and I think you can absolutely tell the story of that that organization just by walking through the door. You walk through the door and you can get that feel. And there's been a number of times when I've walked in the door and thought, oh, this is gonna be a great story because you get that feeling from from the day one. That also comes from having great leadership and be having a place where brand culture is developed, and so there is there is a real kind of uh, emphasis on developing that within the organisation. And then I also think there's a there's a there's a real consistency and, a, and an approach to the way the story is told, because you can tell a story, but if it doesn't have a beginning, middle, and end, yeah, then sometimes you, you get lost and it gets a bit lost on the way. So you do need to have a consistent approach to the way you tell the story.
2: So I wonder if we can break each of those elements down a little bit for us. We hear all the time vision, vision mission, values being something that should, should go into business plans and stuff like that. But I do wonder how many companies actually have vision, mission and values. Could you talk about how... Very briefly, perhaps, how a company can start to think about developing those if they don't have one, or maybe they've got one that's quite outdated.
3: Yeah, and I think this this comes back to comes back to kind of a a, um, a story that I can tell about my own personal story, I suppose. So, um, working, I, I walked into Community Gateway Association in two thousand and seven, and the organisation had a really strong set of set of values. The organisation was massively in, in, engaged with its with its clients through 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 its tenants and the way that the, the way that organisation set themselves up had actually got that embedded within it. But that was kind of five years down the line. And one of the things that was really really uh, great about this the project that I was involved in was about actually how can you actually take a take a vision take a mission and the values and actually turn it into the turn it into a more powerful story so so i agree with you i think one of the things is that, that a lot of the time you walk into organisations and you see their vision mission and values either within a, a a document that they have or on the wall the only the only way that you'll ever know whether that's actually being being utilised or it's been embedded is one, are people telling the story that, that that is is what it says on the tin? Um, are they actually being being people that actually demonstrate that through behaviours? Um, and I think sometimes starting from scratch is quite nice, but it's more difficult when you've actually had something there that's actually been there for, for a while. Um, and I think actually taking a step back and reviewing and actually working through with leaders within the organisation and actually saying, are we actually saying what we saying what we're doing? Are we actually saying to not only our colleagues but also our customers about who we are as an organization? And the stories that we tell are massively important through that. So I, I absolutely absolutely believe that you can actually do that by by having that kind of real kind of thought piece done right at the front end. I, I utilize the cultural web quite a lot. So we can, so you can actually, you know, take people through a cultural web exercise, which talks about the stories of the organization, which talks about the power structures, which talks about the symbols of an organization. Lots of things make up a great story. And you can do that by getting down to the, to the nub of it through, through doing something like that cultural web piece.
2: So how does that how does that cultural web piece work? What does what does that look like or where can that be found for people who are thinking we need to have a another go at our vision, mission, and values?
3: Yeah, interesting enough, it it's one of those things that that um is out there on the web. You can just type in cultural web, it's absolutely there. Um and, and I can I can provide you with all the links and you can put that out on the on with the podcast. Absolutely. I think what what the cultural web actually does is it it absolutely helps you in the paradigm. It's it's the paradigm of who you are as an organization. So it starts starts off, basically, you've got stories, symbols, power structures, organizational structures, control systems and rituals and routines. And the big thing is, is that you actually talk to the people that matter. So when we talk about stories, it's about past events and it's about what people talk about. It's what they immortalize within an organization says a great deal about what it values and it actually perceives. So when you go through this exercise, you shouldn't just do this with the leadership team. You should do the people on the front line who are actually the ones that are delivering the service majority of the time. Because the questions that you ask within this is very much about what stories do people currently tell about the organization? What's the reputation that's being communicated with the community or your customers and other stakeholders? And what do those stories say about what we believe in? So you get a real picture right up front about what the organization's kind of overall feel is. And then when you've done all of those, you go back and you actually go, right, now that we've done what it's like today, what do we want it to be like? tomorrow, and you run and you go through that and you, you actually redo the whole cultural web based upon that premise. You actually go and actually say, so what should the story, what, what do we want the stories to be? What do we want the symbols to be? How do we want the power structures to feel? Control systems, What? how are we gonna make sure that we, we people understand that? And then also around rituals and routines, what can we change to make, make things different? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a powerful tool. It's out there. It's been out there for a number of years. It's probably around 30, 40 years old, the cultural web. And for me, what it absolutely does for me is it gives me my base to be able to develop something for, 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 for the organizations that I work with.
2: So once you've done that, is that when you move into the, the second of the elements, which is the leadership and brand culture?
3: What, what, that, what that does is this gives you that baseline to work from. And I think you know the majority of ta- majority of times, the the way that things like you know organizational storytelling, brand culture, the way those things get in, get embedded are through leadership. And we're not talking. Yes, we're talking that we you know you know I've been incredibly fortunate um, to work with some amazing leaders. Um, but you know one of the most Rewarding things is to, to work with the people that actually, you know, are the people that go out and do the work and 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 because one of the things they tell different stories, that you know, and it's really interesting. The cultural web is a really interesting feedback tool as well. It allows you to feed back the reality of the organisation to the exec team. So you know, they 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 have the they have the the kind of they are the guardians. Of that organisation's culture, Um, and you know they need to be able to tell other people what that what other people within the organisation what that's like. But if that but they need to be met halfway by the people that are actually delivering what they want them to deliver against their corporate objectives. So absolutely, brand culture is a huge part of the next stage within the within the process because it actually it actually leads you to where the exciting destination that you want to get to. So yeah, it's it's not just about putting some posters up on the wall, it's actually the day-to-day, what's it, what's it like to work in this organization? What are we going to say about how it feels? Because it also helps with other things. So stuff like that also helps with recruitment, retention, um, learning and development opportunities, it just, is that kind of an all-encompassing kind of thing that, that that helps you actually then move on to the last one, which is the, the consistency part, because you can't do all this and then forget about it. It's massively important that this becomes you know, planned. There is actually something that is, it's kind of that golden thread. I know people talk about this golden thread, but from a comms and internal comms perspective, it's about working very, very heavily with HR, Learning development and, and bringing this together as a as a kind of whole package. So it, for me, it's massively important that that, that 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 those three elements are are kind of linked together. So I'm really interested in the consistency of how the story is told. I think I think what there is if there is a, if there's actually a buy-in from from a number of a number of sources, number of people and they are actually feel that they're actually, I mean the biggest thing for me is actually you need to feel part of this story you have to you have to believe that you are actually one part of it and you actually have some say in how this story is told mm-hmm. um, and i think giving that giving that across through things like the cultural web and through actually saying to people you are a massive part of this story we want you to tell your part of it um, gives that consistency because I think one of the things one of the things that that tends to happen is internal comms is run out of the comms and marketing team or it's run out of the co- the internal communications team and sometimes that can actually be a great thing because who knows better than what the what the internal internal stories are within the organisation the majority of the time though a lot of internal comms teams struggle to get stories because they haven't engaged or, or there's a lack of engagement with other parts of the business. So for me, you know, getting, those, getting lots of people around the table who actually will have an influence on in what the story is, is a massive part of what, what I do. And that's part and parcel of why I do, we do the cultural web, is to actually understand who those people need to be to be involved in the story. So
2: obviously the, the cultural web is one of the tools that you use to start getting yeah. these stories out there. What are the other tools that you would use to get the story out there?
3: I think for me, you know, people are we just said it, haven't we? We said that people are the most part the most important part of that. Um, it that that's also your customers, you know, because they have a massive part to play in the story that you that you actually want to want to get across because if you are, if you, internally, if you've got a strong storytelling ethos and you've got strong vision, strong mission and values, and it's being all lived, lived, but lived and breathed, then that should reflect on what customers actually feel and the sense that they feel from, from, from the organization. So they can also be part of the storytelling process. There's no reason why you shouldn't use that story to actually help with your external uh, brand development as well. Um, I think these days, there is a multitude of channels that you can you can use. And um, we know social media is a massive part of everyday life now. Um, there are good uses of uses of social media, and there's also sometimes the not so good. Um, it's finding the right thing that suits your brand personality and your brand culture, I suppose. Um, there's lots of great new. Internal tools now. Um, I've seen and seen and utilised and implemented Yammer at a number of organisations, which has actually brought dispersed organisations together through the power of storytelling. So, bringing people together by actually allowing people to tell the story of what's going on in their area of the business through that purpose is 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 you know is, is been is been fascinating. Because it's usually the ones, the, the people in an organisation that you don't get to hear from the, from very often, that have some of the greatest stories ever. And Yammer is that one of those tools. And there's, there's, a, a, you may have seen recently, Microsoft had launched something called Microsoft Teams. And Microsoft Teams has been that kind of uh, bridge between kind of Yammer and SharePoint. So it's more of a collaborative workspace. So you could get teams together, and you can actually allow them to start talking together and start building some of the things that you, that you, you need to be able to tell the story really. And then probably finally on the tool side, I think the quote content is king is, is more, is the most relevant um, here from a, from a tool perspective. You can't do any of this without having the right content. And I think the approach that, that I tend to take on this is, you just need to get the right people, who are passionate about what you're, what you're, what we're trying to achieve, and content will come if you give that, if you give them the opportunity to put, to develop it. If you try and develop content that isn't relevant to them, or they haven't had some input into that, then you're never going to get that um, kind of buy-in for what you're trying to achieve. So it's massively important that they feel that that content is in their domain as well and content development is in their domain and when you're developing the content do you have a
2: a way of developing the story itself when you put it into the content you talked before very briefly about story must have a beginning middle and end is there a is there a way that you structure that story when it's being told or does that depend on which channel or which kind of content you're
3: using I think you can't go wrong without without having a having a bit of a plan I think I think there needs to there needs to be something there that you can hang on to you can't just you can't just go out there and I don't think you can just go out there and go I said what we're going to create this today I think I think there needs to be a structured plan um and I think but I think one of the things is 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 stakeholder analysis is is massive and you know that's that's a big word isn't it stakeholder analysis but it is actually just understanding the right channels for the right audience that that for me is is key to the success so you know if you're talking if you're talking to um, people within a contact center understanding what they're what's what's going on in their world I will allow you to actually develop content that is relevant to them so yes having a structured strategic plan or comms plan or whatever you want to call it is is massively important. But it shouldn't restrict you. I think I think that's something to, to actually acknowledge as well. Yes, you've got goals and objectives and you know you you understand what your messages are and you understand what you're going to use to 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 put those messages out. But it shouldn't restrict you from being a bit wacky and innovative. It really shouldn't because I think some of the greatest things that I've ever been involved in, from a comms perspective and from a from a storytelling perspective, are the things that have just happened organically. Um, and have that happened because people have had ideas? And I think you should never, ever uh, stop idea creation from happening um, because you can try something and it might not work. So what? You've tried something different. Um, and there's sometimes when you try things and it's the thing that sparks the catalyst for everything else. Um, and I've, I've had moments over the last 10 years that that you would never have a dream that that something so simple or something so kind of different would make a difference, but it built, but it does and I think that's the other thing as well. The people element of that storytelling tool is massive because the people can actually bring you ideas that you might never have thought of. So do you
2: think you could give me uh, now that we've talked through all of that a definition of brand
3: culture? Oh there, there you go there's, there's there's one for you. I think, I think for me, brand culture is very much about the the the, the, the feel of of an organ. Like I said, right, it's, right near the beginning of this, you know, you can tell the culture of an organisation the moment you engage with it, whether that be digitally through the, through, through the web or over the phone or. But for me, especially in the line of work that I'm in, it's very much about walking in the door and getting that absolute feel for who they are. Um, And, you know, those water cooler moments, you know, the the chats that you have with people, what's it like here? You know, what's, what is, you know, what what is the usual kind of norm around here? Because you get to know how you can actually act can I actually um, either influence the culture or actually strengthen some of the areas that 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 because that that's another thing as well for, for brand culture. I don't think there's a clear definition. I there's you know I write about this. I, I kind of talk about this, but you know, it's brand culture is is what it needs to be for and what it needs to be right for the organisation that you're in. You can't you can't put a a, def, a defined definition on brand culture on on an organization because that organization has a unique brand culture you just need to actually develop that and you need to actually develop that with the people that matter the most and that's the people that work in work in the organization
2: well th- th- these have been really excellent uh, points for, for us to work on and, and hopefully really helpful for those who are going to be listening to the uh, to the podcast I wonder if I could ask you my usual, three rapid-fire questions, if that's okay, Robin? Yeah, cool. Okay, so um, who do you think of when you hear the word story and why do you think of that person?
3: Um, The person I think of the most is um, a chief exec that I've worked with. Um, Her name uh, is Diane Bellinger, and she was the chief executive of Community Gateway Association in Preston. She's the person that has given me the opportunity to do what I do today. Um, She started um, with Community Gateway Association right at the beginning and has developed developed that organisation story. She retired about a month ago. Um, And the biggest compliment I can give her is that the people in the room, there were more people who came to see her because she'd actually done something for them um, in there for them personally, that has allowed them to go on and, and develop themselves, do them, do their own things. Me being one case in point. Developing that the brand culture, or allowing the brand culture to be developed at Community Gateway, was one of the biggest projects and biggest achievements I've ever had, and I will be ever grateful for that because she allowed me to tell a story. It was her, It was not her story it was the story of everybody within that organization and the results speak for themselves. They basically, the organization after doing all the work that we did entered the best companies times, times 100, um, entered in the first year at 37, which was massive, massive, never even done this before. And and they entered in the 37 and some of the work that we'd done um, got an extra special award for innovation, which was brilliant. The year after, We got 17 and we moved up from 37 to 17. But the biggest thing was, is that we took a break because we didn't think that, you know, we needed to make sure that this had been embedded. And it was through Diane that we did that. And we bought some new people on board, especially from a very, very specific part of the business, some repairs teams that we bought on board who didn't have any cultural kind of uh, awareness and we felt we needed to take time with them to make them feel part of the organization. And the year that we came back to Best Companies, we became the fourth best not-for-profit organization. So I can't, can't kind of tell you how important that Diane wasn't part of what my story is.
2: And so can you recommend any good books or websites or blogs or podcasts, anything like that about storytelling that you've come across?
3: Um, I think I, 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 must admit I, LinkedIn is a massive source for me. Um, it, it, I, you know, I, have read Richard Branson's book, um, losing my virginity was, was one of those books where you, you, and again, he's a love and hate character. You know, there's a, there's, there's, there's a lot of people that go, Oh God, he's an absolute, you know, legend. And those that go, mm, I'm not so sure. Uh, but I think one of the things that you do get, uh, from his books, specifically, um, is that passion. I and mean, we didn't. We, we talked about having being passionate about what you do. Uh, I don't think there's anybody more passionate about his own brand, um, not just his own brand, but the brands that he has. You know, and you can tell that specifically within those books. So I'd recommend going reading going reading his books. Absolutely. And finally then, Robin, uh, where can we find out more about
2: you? Uh, where can we find you online?
3: Well, I'm all over LinkedIn. Um, you can find me um, on my website, which is www.carovo.co.uk. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's just Robin Ridgely. You can find me there. I am um, usually, usually post lots of stuff up there, interesting stuff. All the stuff we talked about today and my experience, I think. Because um, I think that's important. I think Experiences are massive when it comes to this and 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 I, I just like sharing some of those things so you can find me there as well well
2: robin thanks for talking to us today it's been great talking to you thank you paul that's been absolutely brilliant and we'll speak again soon great thanks robin bye for
1: now thank you for joining us for this episode of all the world's Be sure to rate, review and subscribe to the show and visit weareopusmedia.com for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you develop your storytelling abilities. That's weareopusmedia.com. Thank you and see you next time.